0: Okay, everyone, good morning to you. Uh, We should have a handout. Have you received it yet? It looks like this. Raise your hand if you haven't received it yet. All right, they'll be coming around right now at a slow pace. Okay. This is something I'd like you to look over and fill out as we go through. I find that it helps a lot as we study. I want to tell you this morning, it is so good to be with you, and it is good because I just turned, guess how old? Almost 40. I just turned 40 years old, like four days ago. And uh, let me ask you this. Would you consider 40 old? Yes. Most of you saying yes. Be honest. Yes, that's old. When I was 18, I remember 40-year-olds, and I thought, ooh, that's old. Well, I'm old now. But guess what? There was a time in which I was young. It was a long time ago, right? But there was a time when I was seven years old. We, we we went to services on a Wednesday night. We were going to Bible class. And I remember that I refused my parents as they wanted me to get out of the car. I'm not going. I sat in that back seat. I held on to the seat. I wasn't going. I wasn't going. I wasn't going. We're going to talk this morning about honoring your father and mother. I wasn't going to get out of there. I wasn't going in. Now, I've been in the church a long time. I was raised in the church. At four years old, I was a little guy getting up and leading singing. But for whatever reason, that particular Wednesday night, I didn't want to go in. Guess who came outside to get me? I'll never forget it. My grandma. And my grandma meant business. She grabbed me, not by any of my appendages, but she grabbed me by my ear. A place that I didn't think anybody would grab me. Boy, she grabbed me by that ear. And guess what happened when she pulled my ear? My whole body went. It went with her. She opened that door. She didn't even really talk to me. She got my ear, and she brought my ear to Bible class that night. Now, why did she do that? You know, many, many times before we had gone to Bible class and we had gone to service, and always I would go. My parents would say go, and I would go. But I got to a point where I had to make a decision. And my grandma wanted to make sure that I made the right decision. Now, today, nobody has to drag me by the ear to go to Bible class or to go to worship, right? You don't have any elders getting out there. Come on, preacher, it's your turn. No, they don't do that. I go because I want to. And what I want you to to, to think about this morning is the fact that you're maturing to an age where you get to choose whether to go or whether not to go. You get to choose, like we're talking about this morning, Whether to honor your parents or to dishonor them. Now again, seven's a little young, and boy, I've learned a lot since then. And I even uh, preached this lesson in front of my parents who sat in the congregation where we attend together. And I had to eat crow to tell them, Mom and Dad, I was dishonorable to you. They liked that. Boy, they were smiling from ear to ear. They, They thought that was a pretty good thing that I had confessed my sin. What I want you to see this morning is that we've got a way to honor our parents. And that it is right to honor our parents. It is good and noble to honor our parents. To give them respect. And I think about it this way. And I know most of us are young, uh, young, uh, young people in here. But uh, you remember Barnum and Bailey. When they started the circus. They said, ladies and gentlemen. Boys and girls. What's the next part? Children of all ages. Somebody's been to the circus. Okay, good. Children of all ages then I want you to know this morning that this lesson is not just for you to honor your parents. It is for all of us that have parents to honor them. And ultimately, we'll see the end, it is honorable to honor our Heavenly Father, which is why this lesson applies to all of us as children. We're all children. Even if I'm 40, I've still got parents in their 60s that I've got to honor. And so all of this lesson this morning is for all of us here as we're to gather together. I want you to think about Ephesians chapter 6, verses 2 and 3. What does Ephesians chapter 6, verses 2 and 3 say? Honor your father and mother, which is the first command with promise, that it may be well with you and that you may live long upon the earth. It is that proper biblical respect for our parents that you are commanded by God to give. Now, I'll tell you this. do, Do your parents feed you? Do they give you food? And you almost say, hey, mom and dad, that is your right. That is your obligation. That is your necessity. You have to feed me. You can't neglect me. You've got to feed me. Well, that's true. And hopefully, as we just talked about with Joey Davis, that they're feeding you spiritually. That's also their, uh, their, their resolution with God. But your commandment with God is to honor and respect your parents. Now, I ask you this morning to think about your relationship with your parents. How do you speak to them presently? How do you speak to them? Have you ever spoken disrespectfully? Now, again, I'm not not talking to you today as someone who's never done it. I've done it, okay? Is it right? No. But how do you speak to your parents? Would you speak to them differently if God himself was standing by watching you? Would that change the way you speak to them? By the way, God is standing by watching you. As you speak to them. So that's very important to think about. How are you speaking to them? Honor of course we know initiates in the home. And so we want to have this honor. That is honorable in the home. The book of Proverbs tells us this. Proverbs chapter 1 is where we're going to be. So turn there. Proverbs chapter 1. And as we look at this. We're going to see the book of Proverbs. It's about wisdom. It's about these wise saints. God is the source of these sayings. God is in fact talking to us. And telling us how to be wise, how to apply knowledge to our very lives. And Solomon is the father here, and it is written, especially chapter 1, it's written with this father sharing the wisdom that he has with his son. And if you have wise parents, they're going to want to give you not just food and clothes and, and a place to live. They're going to want to give you wisdom. They're going to want to give you things that will help you think right, make right decisions. The book shows us the difference of a wise life And a foolish life. Do you remember in the book of Matthew, chapter seven? What's that song we sang in in uh, in small Bible class? The wise man did what? Built his house upon the rock. Where'd the foolish man build it? Upon the sand. Matthew seven. Jesus teaches us that. Well, right here in this chapter, chapter one of the book of Proverbs, it says you can live a foolish life, or you can live a wise life, and that's a choice that we've got to make. As children, we need to learn by our parents. Our parents are there specifically not to make our lives more difficult, but to actually teach us how to mature and how to make right decisions, how to think properly, how to listen, and how to obey. Now, let's go through this as you have yourself in Proverbs chapter 1, verses 1 through 6. Let's read that first, okay? The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, To receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity. To give subtlety to the simple, to the young man, knowledge, and discretion. A wise man will hear and will increase in learning. A man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. To understand a proverb, the interpretation, the words of the wise, and their dark sayings. There are things that I want you to pinpoint in these these verses. First of all, I want you to notice the verbs. The verbs. I want you to notice the verbs. These are things that you should do. Do you want to be wise? Do these things. What are they? First of all, to know. Okay? In order to know something, you have to listen, you've got to hear. But your parents are speaking why? To give you knowledge, so that you will know, so that you can know. The second one, another verb, to perceive. Do you want to be smart? And how things go, let me tell you, even at 40 years old, I called my dad yesterday and said, hey, dad, how do you work these shingles, right? We're talking about the roof. I'm calling my dad all the time to ask for knowledge, and he's still giving it to me. Can you believe that he still answers my phone call? Well, the same thing I want for you. I want you to be able to perceive, to be instructed, to receive something or to perceive the words of understanding. The third one, to receive. You know what it's like when you close your ears and you stop listening? You put your iPods in, right? Is that what they're called, iPods? You put them in and you stop listening. I had a guy at the Walmart the other day had his iPods in. I thought I was talking to him. He didn't know, right? Okay, but we need to receive. We need to open our ears and receive something that's being told to us. And fourthly, to give. To give subtlety to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. Listen, even at 40, I have things I need to know. I have things I need to learn. You are no different than that, even though you're in your teens. You still have things to know. Soak it up. Your parents are going to be the best advocates for you in your life. Listen to them. They're trying to tell you good things. Does that make me sound old? It's true. It's true. Listen to them. So these four things, first of all, in Proverbs, are telling us, listen, receive. Get ready to hear and and be instructed. All right. Then we come to verse 7, which is the key verse of Proverbs. If you write down, write it down. It's the key verse of Proverbs. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. And here you have two people, those who are going to be wise and those who are going to be fools, those who are going to reject and those who are going to receive. There's no other way around it. Are you going to listen and be wise? are you going to reject that which is being taught to you? So that's our choices. And we're going to be one of those two things, foolish or wise. Okay, then we go on. Specifically to verses 8 through 10. Here's what it says. And here's what the father says to the son. He says, my son, hear the instruction of thy father. Forsake not the law of thy mother. For they shall be as ornaments of grace unto thy head and chains about thy neck. Then he says something else in verse 10. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. Now, do you notice there the importance of verses 8 and verse 10? My son, you need to hear the instruction of the Father. You need to forsake not the law of thy mother. And verse 10, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. It's a very important instruction. Now, again, if we read just a moment ago, Ephesians 6, verses 2 and 3. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. There is something for you to comply with. Why? Because it's good for you to honor your parents. It is good for you to show them honor. Now, honor, let's talk about this word for a minute, honor. What is honor? Honor initiates in the home. That's where it's taught. That's where it's given. Do you all have any friends that let their children do anything they want? Chances are, in a home like that, they'll never learn honor because the parents aren't enforcing it and the children are not taught to give it. Okay? Do you have friends that talk back to their parents? Does that make it okay? Absolutely not. Are they going to do it? Yeah. But it's not right. So, what does the Hebrew word for honor mean? It means to be heavy, to give weight. To be heavy, to give weight to something. Okay, in the uh, Japanese culture... What does someone do to show honor or respect? Question. Yeah. They bow. That's right, don't they? And what is that doing? Why, why are they bowing to each other? To show honor. It's an outward form of an inward feeling, an inward thought. I'm going to honor them. We don't have that in our country. We say high five or fist bump or shake your hand, right? But that idea of honor is there. Well, that's the same idea of us, to think of our, our parents as somebody that is so important to our lives that we're going to honor them, we're going to bow down, we're going to show the weight and the gravity of the relationship we have with them. It is important that we keep that relationship valuable. Now, in the Greek word, the Greek word for honor means to revere, to prize, to value. Raise your hand if you value your parents. Well, don't really raise your hand, but think about it. I hope you were quick to want to do that. Maybe you're not happy with them right now, right? Maybe you don't feel very valuable with them. But that's what it means. They're valuable. We're going to revere them. We're going to prize their relationship with us. They are teaching us. And the opposite of honor is teaching somebody or treating somebody like they don't matter. And if we're not careful, even as children, we'll treat them like they don't matter. Oh, y'all don't know anything. Y'all are old. Y'all don't know what cool is. Oh, you know, just don't talk to me. I'm going to my room. Whatever it is, we can show dishonor in a lot of ways. We've got to be thoughtful of that. All right, why honor? Very briefly, why should we honor our parents? Why should we honor our parents? Number one, not because parents have to earn it. It's not that they have to earn it, that we uh, have to put them to a quiz, and only if they pass our our, our, our set of standards, will we honor them? Okay, they've earned it. No. They have been given their position by God, and God requires for you to honor them. You could never honor God without honoring your parents. How about that? What a thought. You could never honor God, who is our Heavenly Father, without honoring your parents, because God has commanded us all to honor them. Now, my mom is older. I'm 40, and guess what? Yes, ma'am, and no ma'am, still, right? Because that's my mom. How about my dad? Yes, sir, and no, sir. I'm still going to honor them. I'm still going to be respectful to them because it's my obligation to God. Secondly, does it please God that I honor my parents? Is it going to please God? Absolutely. Colossians 3 and verse 20 tells us that. Now, again, the first one, Exodus 20, verse 12, that's the, that's in the Ten Commandments, that they were to honor their parents. Well, the same For us, in the the way of the New Testament, we're to honor our parents. Secondly, Colossians 3 and verse 20, it pleases God when we honor them. It is what is right that God, it is well-pleasing unto the Lord is what it says. So we've got to honor them. Thirdly, we see it's in our best interest to honor them. It's in our best interest. It's in my interest to honor my parents. How would you feel if somebody came around to your parents and dishonored them and disrespected them? was saying all sorts of things wicked against them, what would you do? I hope you'd say, "Oh, not you're not going to talk to my mama that way, right? That you'd have the attitude, you're not going to get away with disrespecting my mom. I hope you'd have that attitude. Well, let me ask you, why would we disrespect our parents? Sometimes it's not someone else. Sometimes it could be us. So it's in our best interest to honor them so that we will be honorable ourselves. Now, Honoring parents has to be learned. That's something that you need to be taught. It's something that you need to take with you. And it's something that you need to teach. Listen, y'all are going to be parents someday. Y'all are going to be parents. Y'all are going to grow. In five years, you're going to grow. Some of you are going to be parents. Whoa. Right? But it's true. I don't know for every circumstance, okay? But I'm just saying. Five years from now, y'all. some of you might be parents. So honoring parents has got to be learned. You've got to teach that. This is where authority and respect come in. Now, let me just briefly read this to you, and I want you to think about this, okay? This is what's happening in our society, in your generation, in your society today. In our world today, God is being humanized. He's being disrespected or treated like a human. Genders are being neutralized. How many genders are there? There's only two. But it's being neutralized. Marriage is being diminished. Oh, you don't have to get married. Oh, that's not important. Children are even being neglected. Because the family home is decomposing. The family is being belittled. Dads are being demonized. Mothers are being unheeded. Roles are being eliminated. And God's family order is being destroyed. That's not a good thing, is it? That's not good for us, and it's not good for our children someday. Uh, God, as our Heavenly Father, is not honored by this. This is disobedience to what He has commanded, and He's not going to be honored by it. So we don't want to have any part of this rebellion or disobedience. And that's what it is. And that's what we see. Now, how to honor your parents. We've already talked about why. That wasn't the lesson. Here's a lesson right here. You have a handout. I want you to take notes if you can. How to honor your parents. Number one, practical honor. What does practical mean? The practice of it. The doing of it. Ways that you can show honor. And let me tell you, I thought long and hard about this lesson. I'm 40 years old and I had to think, how do you honor your parents? Hmm, I guess I've just been doing it. How do I honor them? What way can I show them honor? If you were to go home and ask your parents, how could I honor you? What do you think they'd say? Wow, Who is this kid? It's amazing, though. Practical honor. Let's talk about it. Number one, practical honor. What are some ways? First of all, this. Who are you listening to? Go back to Proverbs chapter 1, verses 8 and verse 10. My son... He says, hear the instruction of thy father. Forsake not the law of thy mother. Who are you listening to? Now, I'm not asking you what your iPad setting is, right? I'm not asking you what your playlist is, although that might be applicable. I'm not asking you what's on your Netflix account, although that might be applicable. I'm not asking you who your friends are and and if they're good or bad, but all those things could apply. I'm asking you, who are you listening to? And in the world we live in, let me tell you, the cool people, okay, um, let's see, I'm not very good at the the cool people in the world, let's see, Um, the Kardashians, right? Are they the model of what you should be when you grow up? Everybody shake your head like this, no, okay, it's just not. And yet somehow in our society, they're cool, and there's a lot of cool people that are not living a godly life. And that's why I ask you this morning, who are you listening to because it has every effect On whether you're honorable or not. Whether you're treating your family like you should. Whether you're living life as you should. Or whether or not you'll be a Christian or not. It's true. So who are you listening to? Now again, go back to Proverbs chapter 1 verse 8. You need to listen to your parents. Your father, your mother. These are good godly people. If you have them as parents, you're listening to them. Why? Because the flip side is what we find in verse 10. My son, if sinners entice thee. What's he say? Oh, if your friends that are sinners come get you. Go ahead and go with them. Is that what he said? Go ahead and hang out with them. Go ahead and form a gang. Go ahead and do your thing. And again, we don't think about it like that, do we? But verse 10 is clear. My son, if someone comes to you and is not living right, is not honorable, is sinning, is disobedient to God, do not give them consent. Do not live with them. Do not be with them. That's important, you guys. You know, the one thing that, we do when we watch our children grow up, is we want to have them to a mature level that they make choices for themselves. And as we give you that ability to make choices for yourself, are you going to make the right choice? Are you going to make the wrong choice? That's up to you. But we want you to make the right choice. So don't consent to those who are doing what is wrong, but rather listen. So I ask the question, who are you listening to? Is it your parents or is it someone else? This means turning away from the many incorrect examples that you're surrounded by every day living in this society. Look around you, and you'll see rude backtalkers, spoiled attitudes, sarcasm, lying, and self-centeredness. That's not the way we can live. That's not the way we can follow. Now, think about this. 2 Timothy 3, verses 1 through 5. Here's what it says. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves Lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure, rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power from such people turn away. Okay, preacher, you gave us a long list there. That's a lot of stuff. You notice in the middle of it is disobedient to parents. We don't want that. But even besides that, okay, lovers of money, proud, unthankful, unholy. I mean, this is not a list we want to be on. This is not the way that we want to live our lives. And so we've got to listen to someone else. It's not going to be the world, but we're going to listen now to who? We're going to listen to Christ. If we cannot look around us to see the example of honor, where are we going to turn? We're going to turn to Christ Jesus, to the very Son of God. And as we look at Christ and look at his example, you find no disobedience to Father. You find no dishonor to parents. Matter of fact, he desired to please the Heavenly Father. And he was careful and considerate even to his earthly mother. Do you remember him dying upon the cross? And as he's doing so, what is he doing? John 19, verses 25 through 27 He's giving his life, and as he's doing so, he's making sure that his mother is cared for in his absence. That is a young man. That is a man, 33, who is careful about his mother and wants to please his father. And that's the example of honor that you and I need to emulate. We need to be like that. The second point this morning is this. Golden thinking. Do you remember what the verse says? Matthew 7 and verse 12. What's it say? So whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophet. Others is the answer, isn't it? So whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also unto them, for this is the law and the prophets. That's an important principle to remember in regards to your behavior and what direct impact it has on your parents. Now, let's think about that for a second. There's going to be a time that comes in your life that hopefully, Lord willing, you will be parents. You know what that means? It means everything comes full circle. So you need to teach your children to be obedient and to be honorable. But what happens if you're disobedient and and unhonorable? You're going to teach that to your kids. And what are they going to do? They're going to dishonor you. Nobody wants that. And so we've got to think about the golden rule in light of our parenting, in light of us being children. Start now and give the honor that your parents are to have To them even today. That's what we've got to do. Now think about this. This criticism, anger, sarcasm, raising voices, slamming doors. Does that make you feel honorable and respected? And guess what the answer is. Parents have no right to act that way. (laughs) Do they? I hope not. They shouldn't have any right to act that way. But guess what? Neither do you. I know you get frustrated. I remember going to my room sometimes and being so upset. But I needed to watch. I needed to have some self-thought as to how I acted because I don't have a right to dishonor my parents. And part of that growing up is learning how to be mature. And when your parents see that in you, it is a joy because they can see that you have chosen not just to have knowledge but to have wisdom. When you were little, what would your parents do when you were two? How about my grandma when I was seven? She didn't talk to me about it. She just took care of it. But when you get to be 12, that doesn't work anymore. Now your parents have to influence you. And now you have to be willing and open to listen to that. And so the way that you're able to be talked to changes because you're maturing. We need to have that kind of maturity in our life. All right, the third one. This is one why I feel like has so much valuable insight into how to show honor to your parents. I want you to make sure you get these down. Uh, There's five of them. We need to honor in word and deed. Number one, we need to be wise. Write that down. Be wise. Obedience makes you honorable, doesn't it? Be wise. Obedience makes you honorable. This is not just for you, but it is for them. But it's not just for them. It is for you. When you realize that being wise is helping you, that's when the light bulb goes off. Eureka. Okay, I'm going to be good, not for my parents' sake, because this is good for me. And when you have that, what a wonderful moment. I think that happens around 25, okay? I'm not sure, but it could be around 25. I hope it's sooner. But be wise. When you realize that the Bible is trying to help you be a better person, you're not just doing it for them. You're now doing it for yourself. That's important. All right, number two, be thankful. Be thankful. Show thanks to your parents. Your parents don't just owe you McDonald's, okay? They don't just owe you Chick-fil-A, They're doing things to help you, and they want to give you good things. But what you need to do when they give you good things is you need to be thankful. Make sure your parents know how thankful you are. How could you help them know that? You could tell them, thanks, Mom. Thanks, Dad. You could also show them random acts. you imagine if you washed the dishes when nobody asked and someone came in to see that? Boy, I tell you what, their eyes get big, and they're just shocked. Who did this? Because that doesn't normally happen, does it? We can show them thanksgiving. We can show them how thankful we are by showing those things. Thirdly, be honest. And boy, if you get nothing else from this lesson, this is key. Be honest. Okay, there's a temptation when you get to be a teenager to lie to your parents. You already know what they want to hear and what they definitely don't want to hear. And so you're tempted to hide it, to not say it, to keep it from them, to protect them, we say. Be honest. Be honest in everything because the relationship is at stake. Honesty is always and truly the best policy. Secrets are just temporary. They're going to be found out and it'll be worse when they do. Nothing hurts the child parent relationship more than the inability to trust because of lying. One of the marks of maturity is even honesty. So be honest as you can. Fourthly, Important, as we talked about at the beginning of Proverbs, verses 1 through 6, be teachable. Be ready to receive instruction. Listen to the good things. And let me tell you this. All of us make mistakes. Even when you're an adult, you make mistakes. But as children, you have the opportunity that someone's right there to help you when you make a mistake. Listen to it. Put it it on and apply it. Be teachable. You know, the most important thing about communication is not speaking, is it? It's listening. How good a listener are you? To your parents and the instruction they're giving at some point and I'll tell you this at 40 years old I can quote my mother it's in my head already it's already here I can tell you what my mom would say I can tell you what my dad would say and I already know it why because I was listening even though maybe I wasn't trying to right I, I was listening well we need to try to listen we need to have that sign of respect so that we can gain wisdom all right fourthly be respectful in communication Be respectful in communication. That means your verbal communication, what you say to them. It also means the nonverbal. Everybody roll your eyes. I know you can do it. I've seen it before. Eye rolling. That's nonverbal communication, and it's not good. So we watch it. We check ourselves. We watch how we're communicating. Remember, our attitude is showing, and boy, parents can see it. It's showing. Pick a good one. Pick a good attitude and have it right. All right. Fourthly, I want you to think about this, and this would be wonderful if you would do this. If nothing else, do this. Ask your parents how to honor them. Because there are so many different things we could talk about this morning, and there's so many different parents and so many different relationships, I don't know how exactly for you to honor your parents, but I know this. Your parents do. If you really want to shock your parents, and as teenagers are prone to do, it's kind of fun. Ask them, how can I honor you? What can I do to honor you? Now, when you pick them up off the floor after they fainted, then you look at them and you help them. And, you know, they may even take a day or two to, to think about that question. I've never been asked that before. My, my kid is really grown up. They're really mature. They've asked me this wonderful question. Your mom's going to call her best friend on the phone and say, oh, do you know what Susie said? I mean, she's going to be so excited. And then she's going to get back to you and she's going to tell you, here's how I would like your, your father and me would like you to honor us. And you know what you do? When they tell you what it is, you do it. You show them that maturity. You honor them in whatever they've said because they know what they need. Seriously, it might take a day, as I said, but remember to follow through with whatever they've said. That's very important. Finally, in conclusion, this morning I want you to think about what it says. Again, chapter 1, the book of Proverbs, verses 8 and 9. My son, hear the instruction of thy father. Forsake not the law of thy mother. Why? Why should we honor them? How should we honor them? Because it is going to be an ornament of grace unto thy head and chains about thy neck. You know, one of the things that you're doing is you're becoming beautiful and handsome young people. And y'all are going to be adults someday. But you know what? You may look good on the outside, but if you have nothing of substance in here, if you're not honorable, if you're not respectful... You won't be beautiful to God. You won't be mature like you think you are. And so what I want for you and what what God wants for you is to have this adornment of your parents' instruction upon you. Because it's going to make you better people. Being a child of parents is learning ultimately to be a child of God. You cannot be right with God and be dishonorable to your parents. Why? Because, because honoring them shows reverence and respect to the Father. Colossians 3 and verse 20. Remember, to be honorable, you must show honor. And there's no better way and more important place to start than in your own family. God has given you a family that you love. Do you love your parents? Come on, admit it. You do, right? You do. You love them. You know, I embarrass my kids all the time. But you know what? They still love me. I know they do. I know you love your parents, too. They're the ones that love you the most. They're the ones that care for you and want you to succeed, especially spiritually. Listen to them. Honor them by listening and honor them by doing what they've said, what God has said. I appreciate your attention this morning, and I wish you well as you grow up.